Well, hello there, boys, girls, and in between us. <clears throat> Welcome to the Pointless Podcast, but not the Pointless Podcast. Well, I guess it's a Pointless Podcast. This ain't your typical podcast. No. No. If you made it through last week's, which I know at least seven of you did, uh, you were expecting a primer on the deer hunter. Because that was a thing that I announced boldly and bravely that I was going to do. And then my MacBook Pro said, nay, I represent the universe. Here, take this soccer cleat to the teeth. And I bled out. And then I sat at a genius bar and fucked my life. My, my laptop crapped the bed. It sharded the bed. I mean, it, it just putting blasted the headboard, the sheets, even the bamboo pillow covers. Uh, it's terrible. So I lost an entire day at an Apple store, which that was fun. I uh, got it sent back and then received a photo of what they said was water damage. One little circle of some sort of thing on the inside of the case. Apparently that, that was it. And of course, that's not covered under the Apple Care that I paid for. So $800 and a week later, I still don't have my G-Dang laptop, which I started an amazing Deer Hunter Primer episode on. And so here I am whining about it. On another computer that I could restart it on, but... Let's just talk. Let's just you and me. Or all of you and I. I don't know. Are you in the middle of being cuckolded? Are you surrounded by 13 or 14 questionable folks at a Holiday Inn right now? I don't mean to be presumptuous. Um, Is this thing working? Oh, man. I think my mic's messed up now. Nothing works! Nothing in my life works. I work. I work a lot. That doesn't mean anything gets done. But none of the technology works. So let's just listen to me spiral out of control, shall we? Great. Has everybody unsubscribed? Awesome. Now that it's just me, I'll give you an update. I am exhausted. And um, and I should be. And I'm, I'm happy. This isn't a, a, a complaint of exhaustion. This is just a, an accurate status update. So you can tell your friends and family. I have been uh, in New York shooting Hack My Life, a new season of it. It's crazy. Uh, I will talk about that for a second. Well, in a second. I'll talk about it for a second in a second. So that's that's the tease. Let's come up with a table of contents. Boy, if I was a producer, maybe I would have written down what I wanted to talk about, taken some notes, and then gone through and systematically tackled those things. But no, let's do it scattershot. Let's do it one take, and let's do it real time. Baby, So I was in New York shooting Hack My Life. Laptop broke. Already covered that. Came back. Wham, bam, thank you, Hardwick. Had his wedding. And that is another thing I want to talk about. Uh, Then we got a bunch of attack updates happening. And never give Allison Hayslip drugs. That's the final thing I want to talk about. Let's work back. Also got a Tesla. Should we throw that in there? Tesla. That is a, a little thing. I dangled a carrot at the end of my stick and treated myself to a future spaceship. And I don't know why I waited so long. To, I do know why I waited so long to do it. Ayahuasca. Let's put that on the chart as well. Is it a chart? No, it's a table of contents. It's a to-do list. We're getting things done. Let's go. Ooh, that didn't work at all. I said, let's go. No? Hi, it's been so long since I fuck with this thing. And no one missed it. Just This is where the intro goes. This podcast should be America. 110%. Fucking blood red America. The NDAA. Fuck yeah! Everybody slaying vagina left and right. Cyborg G. 
Jesus. Ooh, Jesus, America. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm still tired. The dubstep didn't wake me up. Uh, and spoiler, I don't even hear the dubstep. Joey has to throw it in there, and then I start talking. So the dubstep couldn't have woken me up. Ha-ha! Everything's a lie! Including your wife. You're going to die alone. No, you're not. Everybody loves you. I love you. That's what matters. Does it matter? My God, I hope it matters. Shit, I need it to matter. You know, our relationship is predicated on you liking me. I want you to like me. I want you to. I want the whole world to. Who wouldn't? Who would? I mean, like, feel something went terribly wrong if someone's like, I want the world to fucking hate me. I don't believe anybody authentically wants that. I think circumstances in their life led to them maybe acting as if or, or potentially believing as if. But by default, yeah, I think we'd all choose love and acceptance. But our relationship is predicated on that. You know, like, I need you to like it or to, to be into it or else Blue Apron isn't going to want me to plug their roasted butternut squash. <laughs> So it leads to this weird push and pull of, of, of me hoping that you'll like it, me wanting to do things and say things potentially that will make you like that. But then I quickly go, oh, I'm not going to say something in the pursuit of that, but I will say things that are authentically me and hope that that is the result. So this is one of those things. Rather than not have uh, an MP3 file hit an RSS feed and see a handful of tweets about it, I figure let me just hit record and start talking. And it might be a bad idea. I'm, I'm staring at the, the timer right now. It says I'm almost six minutes into yap and I haven't said anything worthwhile. It's clearly panning out to be a terrible idea, yet I am going to power my own noise. Uh, so what did I put on the to-do list? <laughs> uh, hack my life. Shooting a new season of it. And it's wild to me that in this industry, some people liken it to a, the, the amusement park analogy, right? Whether you're Los Angeles or any other area, if you're in media and you're producing, you get a, you're privileged to get on the ride. Most people spend their entire lives waiting to get in the park. Sometimes they get in the park, which could be getting an agent or a headshot or a cousin who's in Los Angeles, you know, and they wait and they wait and they wait and they never get it. Sometimes you get on the ride and what a privilege. You clutch the, the safety bars and you take every twist and turn, you scream, maybe you throw your arms up and grab the souvenir photo and your ride is done, your ride is fucking done, that's it, you got to the park, get out of there, maybe grab some Dippin' Dots, you know, get a churro, go, ahead, go ham, use the churro as a spoon to get that future ice cream into your mouth, that's fine, but then you're out of the park, you're done, that was your shot, and I had that shot, I was on the ride, it was fucking amazing, uh, sure, at times, I was screaming at the tree without realizing I was in the forest, mixed metaphors, but I had it. I had the shot. So amazing, right? Well, I kind of have it again. It's really weird. And I wasn't expecting it to happen. I, I wasn't wishing for it to happen. I'm delighted that it's happening. And it's weird that it's happening on this show. This silly, I'm doing air quotes because I'm a master of, of all media. <laughs> uh, this silly little show that was started years ago um, should not have this much life in it. I mean, we joked two weeks in on the set that like, wow, we're out of hacks already, so what are we going to do for season two? And here we are. Uh, and it's a testament, really, to the entire team uh, at True Entertainment and True TV that are putting it together, that there's still new stuff to explore and new ways to present it. Um, that doesn't mean the show doesn't have its challenges and that I don't bitch about it constantly, but I I'm, I'm amazed at how many people scream hack at me as I'm walking down the street or do, doing anything. 
And I, I used to think it was, uh, I always say, like, oh, I thought that was uh, someone just critiquing my career. You fucking hack! Hack! But it turns out they're fans, and they could come in the form of, of eight-year-olds or 65-year-olds. And, and that is a pleasant surprise, especially for me being me, <laughs> that uh, anything I would do would have that much appeal. Uh, and and it's so it's a privilege to be back shooting it again. And this season we're doing a segment called Lend Me a Hack, um, which we did uh, a couple seasons ago. And it's a hidden camera thing, an actually hidden camera thing that we do on the streets of New York. And, okay, let me be completely honest for once. We do put plants in that segment, right? Because the whole thing is like, the whole notion of Lend Me a Hack is it's a hidden camera thing. You're on the streets. Will the people of New York lend me a hack? Meaning, I've got a ketchup stain on my shirt. Does anybody have a hack that can get it out? Or, I dropped my keys down a sewer. Oh, no. Does anybody have a hack? Um, that's the premise. And obviously, we stack the deck for TV because we want, we want to showcase certain hacks because certain things do work and we want to get to that. But what we also do is shoot for a long while which gives me nothing but anxiety and fear because I've got social anxiety in general. I have a fear of confronting people, let alone strangers, a uh, fear of striking up conversations. I picked a weird industry to be a part of and a weird role in it for someone who has these hangups. More on that later. Um, but it always fills me with anxiety because I'm there. I'm on a street corner. And despite the fact that there are cameras everywhere and I'm, I'm mic'd up and this is a thing, it's a construct, I feel so vulnerable. And I feel like, um, like I'm being a nuisance or pestering people. In the process, and every time we end up shooting that segment, I leave with a renewed sense, uh, a renewed faith in humanity. Um, so here's a spoiler. We were shooting uh, last week. It was I dropped my keys in the sewer. We're testing that hack out. We got GoPros hidden everywhere. We got cameras in the back of minivans. We're shooting this thing, and this guy's walking by. He's walking his, uh, his like, Boston Terrier, and I'm like, oh, hey, man, hey, sorry to bother, and he, like, stops. He stops, which is... Like 90% of the people, they got earbuds in, or they go, oh, sorry, and they walk away, and that's it, and that's fine. The fact that they even acknowledge me or, or look me in the eye is, is incredible. Um, this guy stops, hands me his Boston Terrier, takes the leash off said Terrier, and starts going to town on this sewer grate, on his hands and knees, like getting dirt and grime and, and, and questionable water splattered all over his nice jeans, and he's down there, and he's working this leash, trying to get my keys out. And I say, man, this feels like this feels like a, a task for you. Like you're not going to let this go. You're gonna you you've been presented with a barrier. You're either going to leap it or Kool Aid right through it. You're just gonna, oh yeah, bricks are gonna shatter, and you're gonna get these keys back. And he's like, hey man, I'm a, you know, I'm I'm studying in engineering, so this is an engineering uh you know problem for me. He then like takes out not quite a Leatherman, but he had like some pocket knife kind of thing and starts fashioning it and trying to make a hook out of it. The dude gave me like 15 minutes of his day to try to fish his keys out of a sewer on his hands and knees in the sweltering heat. I mean, it was New York was not being kind to us that day. If it, weren't, if it wasn't like torrential downpours and thunderstorms, it was the sun just fisting you with its delightful rays. Um, he, he, uh, he, I, I just couldn't believe that he went that far out of his way to lend a complete stranger a hack. You know, and he wasn't alone. There was no shortage of people who ran across the street to go get napkins and pour water on them because they thought it might help me get gum off my shoe or uh, people who would take staplers out of their bags to try to staple my pants together because I said I had a first date I was getting to and I popped the top button and as much as I love stealing first, you know, I feel like I should get to that base genuinely and I didn't want to send the wrong impression. Like People were so nice. 
In New York, by the way, which is a city that is often thought of as being brash and confrontational, um, and certainly we had an ounce of that, but overall, just renewed my faith in humanity. Is there a point to that story? No. What's the fucking name of this podcast? When When have I ever driven you to a point? There isn't one. This is just an update. This is a dear diary entry. This is a, it's a waveform. It's not a jelly pen and a journal. This is just a dear diary, my friends. Uh, I, I ho- are you still there? Are we good? Everybody around? This is a pulse check. You still have a pulse? Hello? Great. Privileged to be shooting the show. Uh, having a blast. Meeting some interesting people. Uh, met a guy who taught me how to turn a... Uh, a Blu-ray uh, player, like one that you have in your your standard tower, into a laser gun, like one that you can mod into a Nerf gun. So I'm excited for you guys to see that segment, and I'm excited for the lawsuits that the network will have to dodge when pets and neighbors are blinded, because these lasers were powerful. <laughs> and you can just use any old Blu-ray drive. Pretty awesome. I uh, met a woman who who spins her dog hair into yarn and then makes clothing out of it. So I have a beanie made of a chow. A, a child that I was able to pet and hug and put on my Snapchat. So that's a thing that happened to me in this world. It was a wild week. Uh, I pack up, Stan's laptop, fucking Apple, fly back, and uh, pick up a Tesla. Because <laughs> that was a thing that I did. I uh, For the other True TV show, the pilot that I was shooting, I think I mentioned it last week, um, we did a bunch of stuff with the Model X. And while I think the Model X is over-engineered and, and kind of useless, it's a fun, cool car, don't get me wrong, but it was clearly not for me. I fell back in love with the Tesla. It was a car I wanted to get a while ago, and then I didn't. And part of the reason I didn't was, was thanks to ayahuasca. Um, when I left Peru, I had the sense of, you know, I was driving certain cars because at, at a time I thought that purchase said something about me. You know, I like rolling up in a vehicle and letting that make a statement before I had to because then the pressure was off. I'm not interesting. I'm not intelligent. I'm not capable. I'm insecure. But look at these fucking rims. Oh, shit. Them's 22s. You don't even care what I'm saying. Let's fuck. Um, and that's the wrong reason. At least it was for me. If it works for you, great. Good on you. was wrong for me. So that was one. And I needed to stop letting material goods speak for me. I have a voice. I need to use it. Um, two was that an expensive car payment is an expensive car payment. And I could drive a perfectly fine car and save, oh, I don't know, eight or nine hundred bucks a month uh, and donate it. So why not do that, Kevin, was a thought that I had while vomiting violently um, as imagery of my father and Olivia Munn <laughs> flickered into my head. More on her in a moment. Another deep And I thought, okay, that's the right thing to do. And then I, I took a step back as I was in New York and sweating and shooting and going crazy. And I thought, okay, I, I ran some numbers. You know what I can do? I'm very fortunate in this world. This isn't a humble brag. This is, again, just a journal update. It's a status update. I was like, look, I really want the car. I really want the goddamn Tesla. And I want it because I want it. I want it not because it says a thing or, or means a thing to anybody else. I want it because I, I like them. They're fucking, they're sexy. They're fun to drive. And they're, they're the most tech-centric car you can have. And I fucking love technology. There's no way around that. So why am I denying that? Oh, right. Oh, right. It was for the second reason, the, the donation thing. And it's something I have been doing fairly silently for the last year or so. Or a year or two. How long has it been since Peru? Oh, drugs. Whoa. Um. But I've been doing it, and I figured, you know what? 
as long as I continue to do that, I can still treat myself. And so that was the concession. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to continue to donate. Uh, usually to donors choose, usually anonymously. Sometimes I post the projects, but I'm going to continue to donate. But I, I, I can have my, my peanut butter and my jelly. I can have my cakes and I can eat some too. I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. And so fuck it. I treated myself. I put the carrot at the end of the stick. I picked up a beautiful, beautiful P70D, all-wheel drive, the full glass sunroof, the autopilot features, air ride suspension. It is it is a joy. It really is a delight. It's such a good car. Now, I, I, will, I might have to do a Tesla Talk podcast because I've got a thousand things to gripe about, a thousand things I want to yell at Mr. Musk about. Um, because I believe in him, I'm a shareholder as well in the company. Was before I had the car. Also in Solar City. Hey, hey, merger. Um, I have a lot of stuff to say about that. But I, this is one of those moments where, in service of, I don't know if you want to hear it or not. I'll reserve saying those. Maybe I'll have to go on someone else's car podcast, and I can bitch about all of the UX issues and some of the weird design choices. That said, gorgeous car. Holy shit, it is fun. And this, like, now that I know the limitations and I have an intimate understanding of the autopilot capabilities and the way it works, you know, the sensors that it uses in the bumper, the camera system that it has uh, in the dash or excuse me, in the windshield to read out the lines, the speed limit, everything. Now that I have like a fairly intimate understanding of its limitations, I'm far more comfortable with the scenarios in which I can deploy it. And the handful of times I have driven it uh, in, in the last 48 hours, have been a joy, and it does feel like I'm living in the uh, a little bit in the future, even though it's clearly the present, and it will be obsolete in two months when they announce the new autopilot system. Let's get to the wedding. Chris Hardwick is married, and I don't. Know. They wanted a fairly private ceremony, and I'm going to try to respect that, so I'm not going to reveal too many details. Uh, that don't that aren't just my details, you know, my experience with it. But gorgeous, gorgeous ceremony. Um, funny, you know, well produced as you'd expect. It was nerdy. Uh, I, these are details for Chris to share, uh, probably on his podcast. So go listen over there. I'm sure he's going to talk about it. I'd love. I got to get him on mine. I got to sit him down. I have so many questions for him. I just need to. I just. Do you tell somebody you want them to be a mentor? Do you scream it at them? How do you do that? Do you get? Do you buy them lunch first? Or do you, do you get a trophy? A tr- you put a sash on them when they sit down that says, congratulations, you're a mentor. And then you kiss them on the cheek. Uh, I have a thousand questions for him, but I, I do not want to spoil his own. That is, that is his story. That is his exclusive. Um, sat next to, oh, can I say this part? Oh. You know what? I'll try, to, I'll try to get someone. I'll spoil. It's a her. I'll try to get her on this podcast as well very soon because we've done the delicate dance of, hey, you're going to do this podcast, right? And then it kind of fell through scheduling-wise. But I sat next to someone who may have snuck a cellular device into a ceremony where it was very clear cellular devices were not welcome, for good reason. And after I called them out on it and joked that I was going to call their phone to make it go off in the middle of the ceremony, like I was going to escape and go grab my phone and do it just to be that dick, and and there was a whole lot of, it's on silent, it's on do not disturb, how dare you. Not only did the phone go off, during like a very pivotal part of the ceremony, but it went off which with what I think was like a Coldplay remix. Like it was just really bad generic MIDI rock blasting, and it would not stop. It was that comical error of fumble, fumble, fumble. Oh, I don't know if I can shut it off. Oh shit! Oh, it's, it is me. This is me. I'm trying to make sure people don't think it's me. And then everybody 
in a, I don't know, 10, 15 foot radius of this person was cringing and trying to stare away and also adjust their spines, their posture to send the message of this isn't my phone. I'm not panicked at all because it's not me. In fact, I'm looking away from the source because I am mortified. Please don't think it's me. It was a wonderful moment, uh, a moment of, of an evening that was filled with many moments. I saw a ton of old friends, uh, wonderfully familiar faces. Uh, it was a, it was a, a star-studded event. Uh, there was also plenty of regular folks like myself there. Um, they, they, they did Lydia, by the way, uh, his wife is Lydia Hurst is, is just stunning. Just has an, an energy about her when she enters a room, uh, or if she's bouncing around on a dance floor, she has a smile that is it just infectious. And that energy along with Chris's man, you know, I like, I've known Chris for a minute and I'm so privileged to know him and uh, to be able to consider him a friend in this world. But he himself had a smile as well that I don't think I've ever seen. Um, certainly I've seen the dude smile. He's not emo. We haven't done like hot shopping trips together, but like there was just something markedly different about it. Oh, right. It was his fucking wedding night, Kevin. Of course. I'm telling you, there was something there that it, it was, it was the an intangible tangible. It was, uh, it was palpable. He had a, he had just an energy and a smile about him that was so, so wonderful to see. I just, it's, it felt so good for him and for Lydia, the two of them. I, I don't want to, like, I, I stumble over this because again, I, I don't want to reveal too many details. So many. Great band, great music, great booze, great everything. Like it was just a, it was a great fucking wedding and a great time. That's the 10,000 foot view. I'm very happy for the both of them. They both looked amazing. Uh, they both are amazing. Chris, by the way, given a speech, whether it's at an altar or at a reception, um, it's easy to forget how good he is at everything he does because he does a lot and he does it so well and he makes it seem effortless. And as someone who does uh, to an extent what he does, I'm always amazed when I watch him perform live and not it, like perform in a comedy club or give uh, a heartfelt speech about his family and about uh, his new bride at a reception. doesn't matter. The man's a pro and, and, and it was, we were in more than capable hands. He is a great host in every every sense of the word. So I was, I was very happy to go. I went with Miss Allison Hayslip. Uh, we went out to this thing together, uh, put on some cowboy attire. Maybe I'll share the story of that later. This is 22 minutes now. You're not in this. Are you still here? Are you there, listener? It's me, Margaret. It's not Margaret, it's Kevin still. I ran into Olivia Munn at the reception, which was a surprise. I've been chatting with her over DM. It goes down in those DMs, boys. Uh, I haven't chatted with her in years, and there was a random reach out. The last time I reached out to her was after an ayahuasca session from the jungles of Iquitos, Peru. Um, and I said my piece, and I mean it. Like I made peace with everything. I had a, a bit of a grudge, some resentment, some guilt, an apology to throw her way, everything. I've, I've kind of talked about this before, so I will spare you those details for now. Um, but it was, it was great to see her. She looked great. You know, we... <laughs> She makes me laugh. I think I make her laugh. I think there was laughter. There was def There was some laughter. We laughed, <laughs> and we sort of began the the process. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the process is. I don't know what it will be. I don't care. I don't. I, you know. I know. I don't want to think ill of anyone. I know that we we spent years together, um, pivotal years, man, in many ways, growing up personally and professionally together. So it it was always sad to me and seemed like a waste to me to not have a better relationship with that someone. Um, 
you know, that said, I, I, there's stuff that, that needs to be said in order for a relationship to happen. And um, while the beginnings of those conversations uh, happened, um, they're by no means finished. And the entire details of everything are not just mine to share. That would not be um, classy in the slightest. And you know me. I'm Mr. Class. So, you know, I, I'm optimistic that we're, we're going to continue talking and, and, you know, sharing and growing and learning from each other. Uh, that would be great. I would love for that to be the future. Um, I will say we had a spirited photo booth session, though. Just mm, that toner. Any toner in the cartridge that didn't get spent on printing out our masterpieces is a, some fucking jealous toner. I'll tell you that. We crushed the photo booth. It didn't take us long. We were in there for like, I don't know, seven minutes or so. But man, we pulled off some really key, really key uh, photos. Um, what else happened? Oh, Allison Hayslip. I love her. I'm going to leave you on this one. I'm going to leave you on this one. So I, my, my brain is, is, is uh, as you can tell, it is pea soup. It is mashed taters. I uh, have not adjusted to a single time zone because I've been flying back and forth. And then when I do have a day or three in a row, I tend to stay up late because I'm working on things. Again, not whining and not excusing, just explaining. My brain is pea soup. Uh, and I was particularly exhausted on Saturday. Just was feeling the weight of the week and everything happening. And um, so I got this stuff. Uh, this It's it's Provigil. Um, some guys know it as Modafinil. It is like a... Some like VCs and dot coms types, they swear by it. Like, I'll take it for weeks at a stretch if I need to, like, you know, go into crunch mode or close a deal. I don't have that sort of relationship with that stuff. I, I, I tried it off the recommendation of a friend, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is cool. This amps me up a little bit. Like, it keeps me alert. It's, I think it's a narcolepsy drug, actually. And if you don't have narcolepsy and you take it with a prescription <laughs> or ordering from a shady Indian pharmacy online, either way, if you don't have narcolepsy and you take it, it will just keep you alert. It'll wake you up. You'll feel some energy. You'll feel some focus. And then with me, I feel a crash. So it's always like a precarious balance of like, okay, do I, do I need it? Why do I need it? Should I take it? Okay, because the crash is going to come. Um, but Saturday was one of those moments where around 6 o'clock or so, I was like, oh, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to 7.30. I'm going to fall asleep. Uh, so I reached for it. And uh, Allison was, was telling me that she was tired too. She went and took a power nap in the hotel room. And she was just like, oh, I'm lagging. I was like, hey, I got this stuff. If you want to try it, I have an extra. Uh, you're welcome to it. And to my surprise, she goes, yeah, okay, yeah, I could be alert. Like, what is it? Is it like an Adderall kind of thing? I was like, no, it's not amphetamine. It's just, and kind of explained it. I was like, this is what it is. This is how it works. I was like, you shouldn't take it if you're going to do a bunch of other stuff or drink or whatever. But, yeah, you can drink a little bit. Just get get a prescription. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it, rather. Allison, you want to try it? You got it. You can have my other one. Okay. So, at some point during the reception, Allison sees me popping it in my mouth and goes, are you... Kevin, are you taking your drugs? I was like, Allison, could you not, could you not loudly ask that question in front of 400 people? And yes, I am. I'm taking a pill so I can fucking stay awake and power through the night. Uh, you know, do you, you should take yours. Oh, I don't know. If you're going to do it, you should do it now. You shouldn't wait till midnight because then you're going to be, well, then you're going to be on a bender and you're going to be at a truck stop 48 hours from now wondering what happened. So just go for it. So she does. And an hour or two later, she's dancing around. I know she's had a couple drinks, you know, as, as, People do at a reception. But at some point on the dance floor, Allison Hayslip comes up to me and goes, I took your drugs! I took your drugs! Kevin! I'm on your drugs! 
Stop it. Stop it, microphone. Oh, she was bouncing around, smiling, and shouting at me that she was on my drugs. Allison Hayslip, don't do that. Don't do that. You got to play it cool. You don't out the dealer ever, especially when he's comping you from his supply. Thank you for my drugs, dear dealer. Guys, Kevin gave me some great drugs. No, no. Fucking keep it on the down low, Hayslip. Now I have to out you. Now I have to out you on a podcast that you're the uncool cat who screams that I'm handing out drugs at Chris Hardman's wedding. It wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. It was a friend favor that you announced loudly. Very mad at you, Allison. Although it's still very hilarious to me and very sweet. Um, I also uh, owe Allison a thank you for telling me I needed to go to that wedding because she was absolutely right. Um, and I'm glad I was able to move my schedule around to make it happen. Wow, guys, a week. It's been a week. Things are good. So we got the pilot coming out. That's being finished now. We got a... Well, I don't know if the pilot's coming out. Let me be clear. By coming out, I mean like it's being released on a Dropbox to a network exec who will decide if it ever sees the light of the day. But I hope it does because I think it's going to be cool. We learned a lot while shooting it. And I think uh, should we go to series, the tweaks that we can make to it will be really, really interesting. It should be a fascinating show. I just... I fucking love technology. I said it. I'll say it again. And I ain't going to apologize. I love that tech. I love it so much. So I want to explore it. I want to see how it's going to enrich our lives and then enslave us all. That's all I want to do. And I want to play with it in the process. Um, so that's going on. We got Hack My Life Season 3. We're shooting that madness right now. Uh, and then we got the Lionsgate shows, What's News, and Mostly Harmless. You can catch those at comic-conhq.com. You can get on over there. There's clips on YouTube and stuff. You can check it out. But Anthony Carboni and Trisha Hirschberg are amazing. They're just an absolute delight of a duo uh weekend update style show for nerds which is what what's news is so i highly recommend you check that out uh so steve zaragoza masterful host of mostly harmless he's a delight as well he's a delight in a beard and glasses so watch those because we work hard on those and we hope you enjoy them and we make them uh several times a week so you can again comic-con hq comic-con hq.com that's the site to go to download the app makes it easier sign up for it give it a whirl if you like it great if you don't okay i get it it's not your cup of tea but let me know. Always love the feedback. And then, of course, the attack is rocking and a-rolling. I think we're close to a new co-host for Alex Correa over there. Alex is a is a, a just a genius. I mean, he's a fucking idiot. Don't get me wrong. But he's a genius as well. And it's tough to say that because he knows it and then he says it. But it's like even geniuses have lessons to learn. Right? Is that, was that Einstein? Was that Nietzsche? Who was that? Oh, it was Adele. Point is, he, he turns out, like, he pours his heart and soul into a crazy few hours of Twitch every week. And it is such a delight. And if you aren't watching it, you're missing out. You're really missing out. Like, a lot of people like to say, oh, it's Attack of the Show. It's like, it's, it's not Attack of the Show. It's got the same spirit. You know, it's got the same drive. It's got the same interest because of Alex and because of, I think, me and the, the team's involvement. Sure. But it's his baby. It's his version of it. And it's an interesting version. And I hope you all check it out. Um, if you go to theattack.tv, uh, which is a site that is getting revamped painfully slowly, but it is getting revamped. Theattack.tv has our Twitch player. It's got our Game Wisp, where you can support us over there. It's got our Discord server info. If you don't know what Discord is, get on it. We, we hang out there. We chat. We, we uh, share dank memes. We organize Overwatch nights. Uh, I'm about to hop on for a couple hours, man. I'm treating myself. I'm done with emails and done with podcasts after this shit. I'm getting on some Overwatch. Got to get my Genji game up because I don't have a Genji game. So I got to get it going. 
Um, but we hang out, we play, we have an amazing community. Oh my God, I just wrote a very lengthy email about the future of the operation and what I think it means and how I believe we need to pivot and what our goals are. But the whole thing was predicated on this community, man. We have got such, I mean, look, if you're listening to this in some way, you're part of the community, whether you like it or not, because you're supporting me for whatever reason, or maybe you just have, maybe you hate me and you wish me nothing but ill will, but you listen out of morbid curiosity. I don't know, especially an episode like this. Woo, that's on you now. But if you're listening, you're, you're a supporter, so thank you. But the, the community that is backing us on GameWisp and on Twitch, these subscribers there, the people that are hanging out and making these memes and posting to our Reddit, it is, uh, it is uh, an honor, an absolute honor and a privilege to have that. And I love it. And it's so young and small and exciting. I didn't mean for that to sound creepy. <laughs> but it is. It's like, it's like an intimate group. But it's still a sizable group. Uh, but there's an intimacy to it. Uh, and, and the level of interaction is, is just unprecedented. And I have a joy with it um, every time I get a chance to check in on it. And hopefully that will be more as the shoot schedule calms down and I can check back in with all things The Attack. But I hope you guys check it out. It would mean a lot to me. Go to theattack.tv. Check out what's there. And a thank you to everybody who heard the call out last week. I was like, hey, man, if you guys made it this far in the podcast, let me know. A bunch of people tweeted me. That was a joy. That was like a, refre- a refreshing, refreshing digital smile. Some digital ginger to cleanse my palate throughout the days. I appreciate it. Um, let me know you're out there. I hope you guys didn't mind this little uh, diary update. <laughs> I can't imagine anybody sat through it. <laughs> but that's what's going on, man. That's what's up with me. So I, I hope to return with the quote-unquote normal pointless podcast soon. We got one scheduled for next Friday, uh, or we're scheduling one for this coming Friday, rather. So there'll be a new release. That'll, it'll be airing live on our Twitch stream if you're the kind of type who wants to the kind of type. If you're the kind of type of, of general person who wants to watch it being taped live, not taped, streamed, fuck it. You can check it out. Otherwise, next Monday, there will be a new pointless podcast for you, and then I will get that Deer Hunter primer to you as soon as I get my MacBook Pro back. Come on, Apple. You got geniuses working for you. Genius. Gen- I was trying to, they put the ass in genius. Going for a M&M orange and porange or door hinge rhyming scheme. I got, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm tired and clearly delirious, and i got to get that Genji game up. Kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Goodbye, everyone.